Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby commenting after a U.S. fighter jet shot down that unidentified object over Lake Huron last weekend. We know there was a couple more associated with that. Uh, Of course, the spy balloon from China floating over U.S. airspace earlier this month. Relations between the U.S. and China are deteriorating. The question is, are we nearing a point of no return? John Grutzner is a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute and joins us now on The Roy Green Show. John, how are you? Um, Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. How would you classify the relationship between the U.S. and China? Is strained too understated? Strained is probably understated at the moment, but it's uh, there's a number of flashpoints of tension across the gambit of national security, economic security, uh, defense concerns, and uh, compliance and issues related to uh, different interpretations of the post-Bretton Woods uh, constructs that were put together after World War II. Earlier this week, we heard from China's foreign minister, Wang Yi, who said, quote, the Cold War mentality is back. Who makes the next move and what is that move going to be? But that's the problem in a Cold War is who makes the next move is uh, becomes increasingly difficult because there's a, a traditional kind of gaming theory about negotiation. And uh, Secretary of State Lincoln, when the balloon was discovered, canceled his trip. And uh, that obviously exacerbates tension. And the private sector's approach usually when there's a conflict is to try and meet more. Uh, the public sector or dipl- diplomacy tends to get into the semantics and, and nuances of meeting places and times as a as a form of chess whereas i would argue that when you have a potential of a cold war even if you have a cold war you probably despite the differences would want to maintain some sort of uh, civility of of argument and and disagreement over the important points that uh, both sides disagree with the u.s and canada not the only countries crying foul about these chinese spy balloons china itself has accused the u.s of spying. Uh, A Chinese surveillance balloon was over Latin and South America. Taiwan's defense ministry saying a Chinese weather balloon has landed on one of its outlying islands. Why the sudden influx of spy balloons? Or or are we just now paying attention, uh, a little bit more attention to these? Not qualified to understand that. I mean, there was possibly three balloons last year. There was certainly the uh, after the discovery of the one that was shot down off the coast. Uh, there was a recalibration of the NORAD and, and other uh, satellite and radar systems to pick up smaller items. Uh, that raises an interesting question of whether you're smoky, focusing on the small items, whether you're going to miss the bigger ones or the faster ones. But um, I think that you, in a situation where you're looking for disagreement, then you're going to focus on the areas that are obviously disturbing. And, I, you know, on one side of the equation, to be objective, the United States has the capacity to do most of that from satellite. And uh, the Chinese are probably have a number of other objectives in their balloon program uh, that are probably over the next 60 to 90 days. I wouldn't be surprised if they're increasingly larger number of information sources revealing what those objectives are. John, we've only got about 30 seconds. What do you think China's end game is with this? Well, I think 
you know, the first thing is to not look at China as some sort of amorphous um, organization. There's vested interests in every country. So there's the state's interest, the military's interest, the Chinese Communist Party's interest, and the people's interest. And I don't think that China itself is doing this on, as a people. I think that it's there's obviously uh, an economic interest in increasing defense budgets that exist in both countries, and there's a justification for one's existence. It comes from any institution, and you know, whether it's government or military, so it's hard to say whether this is a deliberate kick in the head to the detente that was started with Chin uh, Gong, the new foreign affairs minister, in a, a post a Washington Post editorial on Vice Premier Liu He Davos, where they extended an economic olive branch, and at the same time, uh, the other side of the equation, the state, if that's if it was sanctioned, came back with a completely different. A message, and you could argue that's effective diplomacy. You extend two different hands and see which one is sh- sh- shaked, or you can argue that, and it's not clear yet whether there's a divergence of opinion within uh, the central leadership on how to engage post-COVID with on the economic side of where there's this dire need to revitalize the economy or maintain domestic stability and and the political and historical goals of of confrontation. Of surrounding the potential uh, control and whatever mechanism is used to take Taiwan into the the uh, historical vision that uh, the Chinese version of manifest destiny of Taiwan. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.